And I'm glad that I'm one of his tonight. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad that I'm washed in the blood, covered in the blood of the Lamb. I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. Oh, Howard Goodman and the Goodman family wrote that song about that man in the hospital. And he went to see him and said, Brother, how are you feeling? Couldn't talk above a whisper, but he pulled him down close and said, I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. <laughs> how about you tonight? Been through a lot, but wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. I want to share tonight just a little here from the book of Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37. My message tonight is this. Our God is a gathering God. He is a gathering God. From the very beginning until the very last, He will be seeking to gather people. Not together, but together. Congregate. Pull together. And I want to look at a few definitions of the word gather tonight and show where that they fit in the character of God. That God seeks this more than anything. That people would gather to Him. That people would come to Him and would receive of Him. God wants us tonight, when He sees us here tonight, God says, Amen. <laughs> Amen. He, he is one that says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even as you see the manner of some are, and even the more so as you see the day approaching. That day is the coming of the Lord. Let us gather, friends. Let us gather. Jesus, in Matthew 23 and 37, wept over Jerusalem about this. He stood looking over the city. And after he had been with them and he had performed miracles, he had, he had opened blinded eyes, he had healed the lepers, he had made the lame to walk, he had, he had done the things that no man had ever done. As a matter of fact, some had said this about him, that he spoke like no man ever had spoken. That he, 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 could, he was, he was like, not like one of the prophets. He was not like one of the holy men. He was different, this Jesus of Nazareth. He was, he was powerful. He, he could calm the storm with, the, with just a flip of his hand and a word, peace be still. This Jesus. And Jesus had done all of that for the good of the people, but also that they may know that he was the son of the living God. And that he had come together his people Israel and give them redemption through his blood that they could not receive any longer through the, through the uh, sacrificing of a bull or a goat or a ram. But now salvation was to come through Jesus. And the gathering was what he wanted was people to say amen and come to him. But they wouldn't. They rejected him. And he wept and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Ye would not. Can't you imagine the pain and the, and the agony that that brought upon his heart? He had been with them. He had done so much. 
He had spoken. He had shown them the love of God. He had reached down and taken their children by the hand and raised them up. He had done the things that God can only do, even so much that some had said, you must be from God because no man can do what you do except you be from God. But yet the majority rejected, despised, and and, and would eventually to crucify him. But he, he knew what was coming. But he wept because he knew that the outcome of their rejection was going to be total desolation. They were going to be left without. They were going to be left empty. They were going to be left in a position of no Messiah. They were going to be, they're going to suffer They were going to go through things that he did not intend for them to have to go through. And he knew that the days ahead for them were a whole lot worse than the days that had been. And Jesus knew what he was going to face, but he also knew what they were going to have to go through. He also knew the pain that you and I were going to go through. He knew you even before you were born. When he was on the cross, you was on his mind. He loved you even though you knew not of him. Even in rebellion and rejection and sin, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He came together, the people, to say, One thing and one only is that thou art the son of the living God. Peter said it. (laughs) Blessed be Peter's name (laughs) for Peter. He said it, but he couldn't hold to the profession uh, in the time of trying. But he did, uh, thank God, after the day of the Pentecost, uh, after he was baptized in the Spirit, he stood and said, men and brethren, hear what I got to say. (laughs) That's a different Peter, wasn't it? Hallelujah. That was a different Peter that day. 3,000 plus got saved and added to that church that day. My, my, my. Would to God we could see a gathering like that again. Amen. God started this thing with a gathering and he's going to end it with a gathering. And in the middle he wants a gathering. Hallelujah. All that we gather together in his name. Well, let me mention one with you here tonight is to bring together or assemble from various places, sources, or people to collect gradually. God is in the business of a continual gathering, continual collection. The salvation that Jesus brought was not just one and done. It carried on beyond the cross. You know why? Because on the third day, he walked out of the grave. Hallelujah. And then he ascended to the Father. And now they that will come, whosoever will, let him come and drink of this living water. Hallelujah. And so therefore salvation is free one and for all. Whosoever will let him come. But he has come to bring together to assemble from various places, sources, or people. Jesus said in Matthew 11 and 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Ain't that wonderful? Then he said, Take my yoke upon you, for my and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly for ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light what an invitation to a gathering hallelujah what an invitation has been sent out to all people of all generations and all kinds of tongues all that labor and are heavy laden that's those that are looking and seeking for something that they can't find there ain't nothing on earth can compare to what Jesus has to offer tonight I want to tell you something he'll 
He'll put you in a place where there's a fire burning that you can't put out. He'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. He'll set your fields on fire till you can't stop shouting glory. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing like what Jesus can give. Anybody glad you got it? Woo! Glory to God. Feel the goodness. Feel the goodness. Feel the goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Barry here one time years ago had a fellowship meeting. It wasn't nothing to do with food. They were praying and shouting and rejoicing. In the old Pentecostal church years ago back in Aliceville, Alabama, when Pentecost came through in a sweeping mighty fire in a tent revival. My grandmother got saved in that old Pentecostal gathering, and I'm a product of that. Hallelujah. And I can't get over it. How about you? I hadn't got over it yet, and I hope I don't get over it. Hallelujah. I don't want to get well of this infection I got. I hope I infect somebody else. I hope somebody gets infected with what I got. Oh, Conrad Cook said it best. He said, I'm glad I got what I got. Are you glad you got what you got? Woo, Hallelujah. They was shouting. They was rejoicing. They was dancing in the Holy Ghost. Anybody ever danced in the Holy Ghost? Woo. I can't dance, but in the Holy Ghost I can. <laughs> Glory. Woo. I have danced up and down. Brother, Brother White ain't here tonight, but uh, Brother, uh, I don't see my other brother either. But anyway, we, <laughs> he, must have, he must have said, I ain't going down there tonight. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but anyway, in the prison down in Brent, one night, brother, the Lord lit us up like a fire. Woo, I got to preaching. I couldn't quit. I took off running. I run until I couldn't run no further. And then I danced all the way back. Glory to God. And 75 men came to the altar that night. Let me tell you, if you let God be God, there ain't nothing God can't do. He said, I'll be God if you'll just step out of the way and let me in. Hallelujah. Glory. Brother Barry Hill said he was so happy. He said, I'm so happy tonight. If you was to shut me up in a barrel, I'd shout glory through the bunghole. Woo! Hallelujah. That's happy, ain't it? That's happy. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He said, all that labor and are heavy laden, I want you to come to me. I want you to gather to me. If you're broken, I want you to gather to me. If you feel like you are worthless, I want you to gather with me. If you feel like you've done, done more than you can ever get forgiven for, I want you to gather to me. If you feel like this is your last day on earth, gather to me. If the doctor said you ain't going to live, gather to me. I want to show you that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Brother, there ain't nothing no better than gathering with the Lord. Hallelujah. You can have yourself a meeting, just the two of you. Amen. He said, where two are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And wherever Jesus is, there's nothing that can't be accomplished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next thing he seeks to do together to people is to serve as a center of attention to attract. I don't understand why Jesus there's nothing wrong with Jesus. It's got to be with people now. Why he's not the attraction. Because he, he is the greatest attraction that there ever could have been. I mean, people say, well, who are you going to have? Well, I got Dr. So-and-so speaking tonight. Well, I'm coming to him. What about Jesus? What about Jesus? So you're coming to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's not about people. It's about him. 
And everywhere they heard that Jesus was going to be, I mean, they dragged people out into the streets to, to line the seat, the side of the road, so that the, his, the hem of his, of, of his garment might just rake across them. Glory, they were healed. And people, you know, the woman with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch his garment, I'll be all right. And she was healed. The attraction has always and must always be Jesus. The only gathering that's worth anything is a Jesus gathering. Amen. Give us a Jesus gathering. Devils get scared of that. Demons start trembling and Satan begins to run when people say, we're gathering with Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Why? Because there's power in his name to shake every band of the devil asunder and set the captive free and the devil will lose souls when people gather to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for that tonight. To serve as a center of attention. Mark 6 and 33. Jesus had tried to pull away with his disciples to rest. And the people found out about it. And when they found out about it, they started trying to figure out where he was going. Well, if people would look more where Jesus is going. Amen. Where is Jesus going? And the Bible says in Mark 6 and 33, the people saw them departing and many knew him. And ran a foot thither out of the cities. And out went them. Out ran them. And came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion towards them. Because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Friends, the people, the attraction was Jesus. The attraction was Jesus. They knew they... The people found out he was going wherever he was going. The people said, let's go. That's where we want to be. Wherever they found out Jesus was, they said, quick, grab some stuff. Let's get over there. Jesus is over yonder on that mountain. I want to get over there. He's got something I need to hear. I know. He's got something I need. How many tonight could say, Jesus has got something I need. He's got what I need. Amen. He's all I need. Praise God. Praise God. And so they, they put together a crowd that gathered and got over there before Jesus and his disciples got over there. Outwent them, the Bible says. Outran them. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have text message. They didn't have Snapchat. They didn't have Periscope and all the other scopes. Somehow they had a grapevine that got people together, didn't they? <laughs> Let me tell you something. The name of Jesus can draw people faster than anything else. If it's done right and people begin to hunger and thirst, they'll want to know where Jesus is. And where Jesus is, the folks are going to come to see Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I don't want nobody to come see me, but I want them to come see Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to be like, uh, I don't know which one of the old preachers of the Reformation said, but one of them said, I just set myself on fire and the people come to watch me burn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you, friends, would to God, we'd have a fire burning and people come warm by the fire because the fire will chase out demons. The fire will heal the sick. The fire will raise the dead. The fire will put broken homes back together. The glory will shed upon the light rights of men and women and they'll see again that Jesus is the Lord and he is the only God. Hallelujah. God help us together to Jesus. Jesus even said it and we said earlier where, where, for where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them. There am I. There is he. <laughs> oh thank God. You don't have to really have a great big number but if you got some people together that's got one mind 
and they're out for Jesus, there he is. <laughs> you can have Jesus standing on the street corner at the post office. <laughs> you can have Jesus in the frozen food section and the grocery store. I, I like that because I'm hot natured. Let me meet with him where it's cold. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> No, just let me meet with him anywhere. It don't matter. <laughs> but let me tell you, in heaven, the temperature is going to be a steady 65 degrees. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ain't going to sweat no more. <laughs> I ain't going to sweat no more. I ain't got to go home and take my shirt and wring it out. Glory. When I preach, I sweat. And I've prayed many times, Lord, don't let me sweat. But he has never healed me of sweating. <laughs> I don't think he is. Something may go bad wrong if I don't sweat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory, but I'm sweating for Jesus. Amen. I'm sweating for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, then there's another gathering. I've got to hurry. Pick or harvest that kind of gathering. A crop, any crop or natural yield from its place of growth or formation. Jesus is a harvester. He's a harvester. He's all about harvesting. Uh, the, the day that he sat by the well with the woman. The Samaritan woman. And, and you know the story. And, and after the disciples had gone into town to get some burgers or whatever. And they come back. And Jesus is talking to this woman, you know. And they, they kind of, they really didn't know what to say. Because he's talking to somebody that he ain't supposed to be talking to. How many knows Jesus will go where he ain't supposed to go? Amen. He'll do what he ain't supposed to do. And when he's in you, you'll go where you ain't supposed to go and do what you, religiously speaking, that is. Now, he's talking to this woman. The religious elite would have said he's, he has certainly got a demon in him for sure now. We know that woman is unclean. Well, Jesus cleansed that woman that day. Amen. But anyway, the disciples are standing around saying, uh, he, said, he said to them, well, let me just read it. In uh, John chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Okay, and to finish his work, say not ye there are four months and then come in the harvest. Behold, I say, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. And he's talking spiritually here. That both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Jesus was talking of a, of a fruit gathering, a harvest being ready. And needing workers into the field to go and gather the harvest. He saw souls as being ready to be harvested. We are to be harvesters. Gatherers, if you will. Jesus said, gather to me and then go out and gather for me. You see. Gather to him and then go out and gather for him. He told the disciples, he said, I want you to go out and I want you to reach out into the outer areas and begin to teach people what I have taught you. And I want you to bring them to me, you see, because Jesus is the ultimate healer. I can't heal you, but I know a man who can. I can't set you free, but I know a man who can. I can't give you what you need, but I know one who can. And so he said to them, he said, listen, you're talking about food to eat with the mouth, but I'm talking about the will of the Father. I came here today. I don't need to eat right now. I just need to gather some fruit for the Lord. And that day he gathered that woman and she went into the city and said, come see a man who told me all things ever I did is not this the Christ. 
And then people ran out to Jesus. <laughs> and then they, they, they begged him to stay with them for a while. And he stayed three days. And people were saved. And, and, he, my, and they said to him, and said, now we believe, not because of what you said, but we've heard him ourselves. <laughs> oh, Jesus is in the fruit-gathering business. Hallelujah. Friends, we're living in a dark day. But the harvest is still there. And I want to be found working in the harvest. How about you? I want to be found not bound up in my own ideologies, but I want to be found gathering fruit for my Jesus. I want to be found picking cotton. I want to be found gathering tomatoes. I want to be found shucking corn. I want to be found gathering fruit for my Lord. Now, the Lord will send us into the field if we'll just say, Lord, send me. (laughs) Open doors. Let me have opportunities. And I will gather fruit for you. (laughs) Hallelujah. I know what that's like. I tell you, there's no greater joy than to gather some fruit for the Lord. Amen. No greater joy than to come back to Jesus with a basket full of fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Going forth weeping, but coming back rejoicing, bearing precious fruit. Oh, Jesus said, I've come together from a harvest. He had come together as, a, as the center of attraction. He had come together from various places and sources. But then he had also come to take by selection from among other things to sort out, to call. Now, that's the gathering that's yet to come. That gathering hasn't happened yet. That's a gathering that is going to be much more serious than any gathering we've ever seen before. The gatherings we have, the altar is open, and whosoever will, let him come and receive. And those that don't, they live on, hopefully for another day, to give their heart to the Lord. This gathering will be a final Culling, a final separating, a final, if you will, division. Jesus said in in Matthew 25 and 31, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall sit the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then we go down to verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Verse 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now that's a gathering. That's a gathering to decide. It's already decided, but it's a gathering to put in place. You see, today is the day. Now is the time to make a decision. They sang that song a while ago. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. You see, today is the time, today is the hour, now is the time because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what will hold for us between now and midnight. We just don't know. We're only promised really just a breath or two here right now and and either of those can be taken at a moment's notice. 
The gathering that Jesus is going to final gather is going to be a gathering to separate, if you will, those that have and those who have not, and those that are saved and those are not saved. And, and that's going to be a sobering event because everybody's going to want to be a sheep on that day. <laughs> and there are many goats that are going to say, I'm a sheep. There's a lot today saying they're sheep, but they're not. But on that day, God, will, the, the knowledge and the revelation of it will be brought forth. For when the dividing line is drawn, everybody will see who's sheep and who's not sheep. And so there in that day, on that moment, he will say to those on the right hand, enter into my place prepared for you. But those that are on his left will be sent into eternal damnation. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The screams are not even been able to be described, I don't think will ever be adequately described, of those that are in hell and those that will be in hell on that day. So the time together is now. The time to, if you will, make right with God, to stand on the right side of God is now because then it won't be up to you. It will be up to Him. But we have the, 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 <laughs> the privilege of making that decision now right here right now and so we're going to close tonight on that because you see we want to gather with Jesus all the time you see I, I've, I want to gather with him in the morning I want to gather with him during the day and I want to gather with him at night because I just can't get enough of Jesus amen I just can't get enough of Jesus and and Jesus is wonderful isn't he wonderful and so we're going to, I want the singers and the players to come back and do this, the song they did, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Will y'all do that again for us? And let's just sing that tonight. Let's your testimony sing it. If you need to, if you will, make that decision tonight. Tonight's the night. You just make, just come and let's, let's pray. And let's just ask Jesus to save you if you're not saved. Because you don't want to be in this last gathering if you're not saved right now. If he was to come tonight. And uh, that's not want something to try to, if you will, make you feel bad tonight. But yes, Paul said to the church that he wrote to, he said, I, I, you know, I, I hate that you were made sorry, but I'm not sorry that you were made sorry. Because godly sorrow worketh repentance. So if you need to repent tonight, there ain't no shame in it. <laughs> Brother, because it's going to give you life eternal. <laughs> Now, who wouldn't want to walk up to Jesus and he's got a table full of fried chicken, banana pudding, butter beans, peas, squash, okra, fried okra, cornbread. And he says, come to my party, but bring something with you. Whatever you got, bring it. All you got is an old bologna sandwich. <laughs> and you got the mustard on your knuckles where you rake down in the jar. To get all the mustard out to make that sandwich. Now you would be a fool if Jesus said, give me your sandwich and I'll give you all this on this table. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> I guarantee you he, he could have my sandwich. <laughs> well, that's kind of the way it is. If we're without Jesus tonight, we're just holding on to an old crusty molded bologna sandwich. And he's got all this stuff that you can feast on. Hallelujah. So if you need to make that exchange tonight, friends, why not wait till tomorrow? I want some chicken tonight. Hallelujah. I don't need my bologna sandwich when there's fried 
chicken. I like the dark and the white meat. All of it. And give me some of that pie because, you know, I got a lot of room to fill. But give it to me. I'll give you my bologna sandwich. Let me tell you, when the children of Israel got in the promised land, the Bible said they got fat. Woo! Because they were feasting. Now, I don't believe heaven has anything to do with that. But let me tell you something tonight, brother. I like to feast. How about you? Glory. And so God's offering a feast. And you can bring your piece of bologna and exchange it for a big piece of extra crispy fried breast and a, and a thigh and a piece of biscuit and some gravy on, on some potatoes Woo! and an apple pie and sweet tea of all you can drink. Brother, what is your problem? <laughs> if you can't do that exchange, why? <laughs> well, I'll make it funny tonight, but that's, that's the way it is. Jesus has so much and we got so little. <laughs> oh God, would you, would you lay it down to him tonight. Sing it for us. Play it, y'all. If you need to exchange anything to the Lord tonight and, and exchange for what he's got, listen, don't sit back and let it go by. Come and gather. Come and gather. If you need to gather with me down here this, t- tonight, let's pray over you. Your body's hurting. The devil says you're going to die. Listen, he is a liar. He's a liar. Satan has told you you won't see another day. He's a liar. You can gather with Jesus tonight and know that every day with Jesus is wonderful. (laughs) Whatever it is, friends, all you got to do is come to Jesus. That's all you got to do. So hallelujah, let's stand before the Lord. Y'all sing. Go ahead. Hallelujah.